This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast. My name is Kayla, and today I'm interviewing one of my really good friends that I connected with through a human design program that we're doing together, the Sacred Success Coaching Certification with Eden. And so thanks to human design, that's what brought us together. But today her name is Gemma, and she's a human design practitioner. And we're just going to be chatting about things, human design, business. We're going to be talking about like masculine, feminine energy, in business and just whatever else comes up. So Gemma, I would love if you can introduce yourself and we're just going to jump into it. Hello. Thank you so much for our podcast date and for having me on here. Um, My name is Gemma. I'm from Gemma Harvey Co. And I am a human design practitioner. So what that means, what that means for me is that I am like waist deep, neck high in human design, living my human design, the good, the bad and the ugly and sharing human design with as many people as I can through human design readings. I love it. I'm excited because I've interviewed quite a few people on my channel and I've I don't think I've actually interviewed like knowingly a generator, like a fellow generator because everyone else has ever been a yeah, so they've either been literally they've been a manifester, manifest like all the other types, manifester, manifest generator, projector, and one of my girlfriends is a reflector. Four six generator, yeah, awesome. right? Four six, yeah. 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 Do you have an emotional authority or sacral? No, I'm sacral. I I think I'm emotionally defined at the moment because of transits, but yeah, sacral, which has been such an interesting journey because I think a lot of people think it's a very straightforward authority or it's maybe it just seems that way from the start. Like you get a yes or a no in the moment. Like how how simple is that, right? But I feel like it's really quite nuanced and that's something that I've been going through like this past oh, week, two weeks. I don't know. Just diving really deep into, okay, so it's, a yes or it's a no but what is the question that I'm asking like what am I responding to and it's just taken taken my experiment to like a whole new level (laughs) yeah and one thing actually so for the listeners if they don't know I'm a 6-2 sacral generator so Gemma and I really vibe on this we get the sacral (laughs) the sacral guidance but I love that one thing you said and actually like we totally learned about this in our program too is apparently generators with sacral authority are meant to respond in the moment right but sometimes what I've done in the past before I really understood human design like literally this spring was somebody would present me with an idea and I'd be like oh yeah and I'd commit to something really big and then it started unfolding and there was so many fuck no's for me that Mm, by the end of it I was frustrated I was burnt out I didn't want to do it anymore and and I just like left the thing that I was doing this spring it was actually it was a group coaching program with another coach who was a projector and like neither of us really understood 
human design. And it just was, if we had better awareness, it probably would have worked out, but it didn't work out. And it was literally because yeah. I said yes, but really like you mentioned this the other day and it was such a good reminder is just saying yes to like little things like, yeah, I'm saying yes to thinking about it. Or I'm saying yes to like putting in it in my calendar. And then I'm saying yes to this, that, and the other. And I find that I find it so much easier to commit. One of my friends is like, Kayla, come travel in Europe this winter. Like, let's go in October. And I was like, nah, kind of a no right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. It's true, though. Like, I think you forget that, yeah, you don't have to commit to like the whole kitten caboodle from the outset. Did you just say like, kitten caboodle? Yes, I did. Is, is that, that is that an Aussie thing? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think so, obviously, because you don't know what it is. Maybe it's an English thing. I know, but kitten I love caboodle. it. I don't even know what a kitten caboodle is. <laughs> I just, well, I just imagined like a caboodle of kittens, but like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> but... <laughs> Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> this oh is literally the best thing you've ever said because you said it with such a straight face. And I was like, she just said kitten caboodle. And I mean, I get it's a metaphor, but that's actually the most hilarious thing I've heard of in so long. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> I say it all the time. Oh my God, I didn't realize it was. Oh, oh yeah, if anyone said that, if you if you were to like walk around and say with a Canadian accent, like, yeah, like, oh my God, it's like such a kitten caboodle. People look at me like I was crazy and be like, where did you pick that up from? So good. Yeah, it doesn't sound, um, it doesn't sound as natural coming out of your mouth as no. I think it might mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, so good. Okay, back to the kitten caboodle. What's in the kitten yeah, caboodle? Back to the so, um, a kitten caboodle, it just is means like the whole thing, like everything. Like you don't have to commit to everything at once. You can break it down. I've lost my train of thought, but you can like break it down into smaller steps. Because my example, and this is something that's we can start talking about later. It's all, all it's all related, isn't it? I've been exploring different avenues of income recently. And one of the things I noticed is that I was having these, like, insert air quotes here, sacral responses, and I would go and do the thing, like, do the shift at the at the company, or whatever it was, but I wouldn't feel satisfied, and I would feel not even, not even frustrated at that point. I just wouldn't. I was, I was just like, is this what satisfaction is meant to feel like? And it just wasn't. Something felt off, and I started thinking like, oh this is like I had a sacral yesterday because I'm like this is what my life is going to be like and then I was in the shower and I was thinking to myself I'm like hang on a second my sacral yes was to the income portion of the decision right it was to the result of having made the decision and then I kind of went back and I'm just like my I never said a sacral yes to the type of work that I was doing it was never a yes to actually you know lacing up my boots and and walking through the door and doing the thing it was a sacred yes to the money to the end result and I was like fuck okay cool and then I called up and I'm like I'm not coming back I'm not I'm not doing that work anymore so that was that was the part of my experiment where I was like right you've got to take a step back and even though sometimes it feels like you're gonna let people down by changing your mind that's just part of it. Yeah. And it's so funny that you brought that up because I definitely have a hard time saying no. 
like even to just trivial things that may not seem like a big deal I have a hard time saying no like it'll feel like a no for me you know like for example last weekend my dad lives in Whistler I'm in North Vancouver and we're like an hour and a half apart and I'm not like crazy close with him but he just randomly messaged me and he's like oh can I like stay at your place on Friday and I was like no like it was just it was a no for me right but then he like didn't want to take no for an answer and then I, I kind of caved and it was like a people-pleasing thing but it that was definitely mm. a visceral no and it was just because we had people like staying with us the entire month and it was like the first weekend we didn't have anyone in our space it wasn't personal it was just a no right and and so mm-hmm. I find it interesting because I do I do feel connected to that sacral of of getting those yes and no's but when it's a no and and then you have to say no to someone like that's like a whole other thing in itself because then it's like wait am I is it a no or is it no that I, I don't want to disappoint this person so it's actually a yes you know what I mean it can be like this little like mind fuck and it's just yeah. annoying at times yeah so what I see when you were saying that is that's when like your logical mind is coming in to justify your response and I think that's where we get te- well that's where I get tangled up a lot And again, I'll share another example. And this just happened last night. One of my girlfriends invited me to um, a dinner and like it was a no. And I don't know why. And it was really messing with my head because I'm like, they're my best friends. Like I'm 35. I've known them since I was 15. So I've known them for 20 years. Like these are my girlfriends. And she invited me up to town. I was like, oh, I don't. I don't actually want to go. Anyway, I said yes. Um, and then she messaged straight back and was like, oh, well, there's actually been this change of plan. We are probably going to go out to dinner and it's going to be in the wine region, which is like an hour and a half away. And I'm like, no. Nah. <laughs> I'm like, I can't commit to that. And I was, the thought process I was going through, I'm like, how do I justify it? Like, what's the excuse that I'm going to give as my no? But what I'm resting in at the moment is just like, it's a no because it's a no. The only reason why you want to justify it is because you want to take care of the emotions of the other person and like soften that blow. Uh, But that's not our responsibility. Like we control what we can control and we need to surrender and rest in our authority. It's there for a reason. I love what you just said because I was just reading a couple of things on Instagram and it was like literally right before our call. I was talking about the different types of boundaries And one of them was just literally saying, no, thank you, full stop, without having to explain or justify, right? And it's interesting because explaining and justifying a no or a yes, whatever you're, you know, I mean, we're mostly talking about no's because it's harder to say no than yes when you're like dealing with your sacral. But when, you know, when you go to explain what happens is it kind of creates these hooks for someone to convince Mm -hmm. you otherwise, right? Yeah. And so it, true yeah it's it's like oh it's like but but why like oh you don't want to go out for dinner like is it like why is it the food that we're going to eat is it the time is it you know the people the date whatever and then you justify and it's like oh well let's yeah. just do a different day or like oh let's go to Mexican instead of Italian or something you know what I mean yeah definitely and isn't it interesting because it then shifts them into people-pleasing mode which then takes them away from their authority and their strategy I mean, obviously, like for me, I'm, I was dealing with people who aren't aware of their human design, don't don't follow that path. But even so, like, yeah, it's just such an interesting dynamic when you start actually following your inner guidance and 
yeah, surrender like that's just a word that's coming up for me a lot at the moment. It's just like surrendering into your body. Your body knows best. You're on the right path. You just need to follow the signs. Yeah. Even if that means not going out for dinner with your best friends who you haven't seen in like two months because of the pandemic and the lockdowns and all of this jazz. Do you find sometimes with a sacral authority, like obviously it depends on the transits that, because I also have an undefined emotional center, obviously we both do, but do you find sometimes you feel like you're making emotional decisions rather than sacral? Because I find that sometimes, or the other way that I describe, and I think I just, I described this to you was like, if you're unsure, because we talked about how, you know, you might say yes or no to like the first step, not the whole picture, mm-hmm. right? Or it might actually be the end result, but everything in between is actually a no. <laughs> you're like down for the money, yeah. but not the work, <laughs> literally, which is fine, yeah. right? But like, I'm just curious with the emotional center, sometimes I feel like I do, it's almost like I don't have enough information and it's a muddy yes or no mm-hmm. and it's like I need yeah. a little bit more information or sometimes people will present something to me like my girlfriend messaged me last night she's a manifester so she's like initiating and informing and she goes Kayla like Good do you want to yeah I know right she's like do you want to go do you want to you know do a little road trip at the end of the month because I was going to go up to Worcester and see her and she's like we can rent a car and then go do this this and this and it was like do I want to do that? Like, I think I need to think about it and like kind of ride this like weird little emotional wave, you know, but I do find that it really does need to be clear what the opportunity is because yeah, it's like you literally say yes and no to like the little pieces. And the way I describe it is like, if an opportunity is presented to you and you're a sacral authority, it's like a stone that you're being given. Is this a yes or no? And if it's a yes, you literally put it down in front of you and you're like building the path in front of you. And that's just it. You're like literally building as you go. I love that. It It is like building a path or building a house. Like you're literally getting one thing at a time. And, but the key is, is that you don't know what you're building. Yeah. Like you're just being given these things. Like you, someone hands you a cup. It's like, okay, I'm saying yes to the cup. Like, but you don't know where it's going to go. And I think that's the beauty of it. And that also reminds me about, having an ulterior motive oh yeah like talking about the the agenda factor as a as a generator yeah yeah Yeah. so just so the listeners know the agenda factor as a generator as a sacral being because I guess this can also also come up for manifesting generators is when okay I'll give a a literal example so in July I was going to relaunch my two-month money program that I had and I was really I initially I was like lit up by it this is such a sacral example too I love this and I was like oh my god yes I'm going to do this and I'm going to do a five-day like money mindset live stream up to it and I'm going to launch it and then I'm going to get these many people to sign up and make this much money and this is why I'm going to do it but I'm still really lit up by it like I this was the narrative right and long story short literally a week before energetically did not have the capacity for it and I, I canceled the whole thing I was like I'm not doing the five-day live stream I'm not I'm not launching this and it was because a I wasn't let up by it anymore and b it was because I didn't want to say no to something that I'd already said yes to which again the whole people pleasing thing and c the agenda issue I was like if I do this then it's an opportunity for me to make money so I want to do this but it's not because I was let up by it and that's the secret yeah yeah it, it, it is. And I've also found that it's easy to confuse what, like what you're being lit up by. Like I think in your example, like were you being lit up by like actually the program being of service, like doing the work or were you lit up by like the end results, like the sales, the money? Uh, it's, 
it's such murky waters I think when you're like in the trenches of doing the work and like kind of analyzing what you're doing and it's really easy to get caught up in having an agenda and having like really firm expectations around what's going to happen by doing the thing like even even with just little things in my life like going to the gym I have to check myself before I like put on my shoes and everything because I'm like why am I doing this am I doing this because I want to feel good like I want to spend an hour at the gym like just sweating it out listening to some tunes just moving my body for the sake of moving my body or am I making this decision to go to the gym am I investing in this activity because I want my ass to look better in the new dress that I've bought very small shift but I've found that the times when I have gone to the gym like yesterday just wanted to sweat just wanted to move my body like that was legitimately the only thing I wanted to do one of the best workouts I've done and so just by releasing that attachment I'm actually probably closer to my ass looking better in my dress (laughs) just because I did the activity with no with no ulterior motive with no agenda like you're just naturally going to be gravitating towards what you wanted as a result of doing the thing for the sheer joy of it yes that's one thing I love about being a generator and being that safe authority is like you know there's just such an emphasis on doing the things that light you up that I you know it's funny because I play with this when let's say yesterday I had a massive to-do list of things to do in business like I was going to create all these posts. I was going to study human design. I was going to do this, not and the other. And I allowed myself to play with, there was sometimes I was like, okay, Kayla, like you've written five posts. You have one left to do it. But it wasn't like the one left, like wasn't lighting me up. I was like, oh, I'm not doing this right now. And then I'd go and I'd start something else. I'm like, hey, I'm going to go watch module five in our human design <laughs> yeah. portal. And then I'd go and watch it and I'd be like really into it. And then I'd be inspired. And then I'd start doing this. And I was like playing with like such small trivial things that people probably wouldn't even realize but it was like what actually lights me up oh I don't feel like typing this anymore I'm just gonna save it and go do something else and funnily enough I got through like 80% of my list just doing that allowing myself to bounce around not having an agenda doing things that actually felt good things that actually inspired me and it just like all got done where logically that wouldn't make sense it'd be like Kayla you're gonna spend an hour writing content you're going to do this for 45 minutes, this yeah. for that. And it, oh, you have three hours left in the modules, like better book that for the evening. Like it's just having that fluidity and being open to picking up those stones or whatever it is you're building and allowing yourself to receive that will be the right thing for yeah. you at the right time. Yeah. And also having trust that everything is happening in the order and in the timing that it needs to happen for your success oh my god I love that you know it's so funny I love that you said that because so I'm in the process of so I'm like been very very transparent that I still have a nine to five like I do freelance contract Mm -hmm. work and then I have my coaching business and my contract for this role is up on September 25th so we're like the beginning of August right now as, as we record this yeah so I'm very much like you know, looking logically, my brain, I have an open Ajna and an undefined head. So I'm like looking for certainty and like this pressure to figure it out. And I'm like looking at how it could work out. What are the order of things that are going to happen before then so that I can feel financially secure and be making enough and so on. 
And so Mm -hmm. literally what you just said, it was like my soul needed to hear that. (laughs) My pleasure. Yes. Yes. Like it'll work out in the timing that it needs to work out. Um, But I have a question for you, actually, on that note, particularly as being a generator in business and having a nine to five. How do you feel that that has supported you in not having an agenda with your coaching business? Mm, Such a good question. So it's interesting because it's kind of a double-edged sword Mm -hmm. where I question myself because I think, okay, Kayla, literally, you know, more than half, 75% of your income is coming from your nine to five. So there's no real quote pressure to quote, make it work in your coaching business, because it's not like you have to have X amount of money by X amount of date. But then I think, well, I wonder if I did have that pressure and didn't have that stability. I wonder how I would push for this things to happen sooner. So I'm Mm -hmm. like dancing between this, but I think that the other problem, I don't want to say problem. The other challenge and opportunity is the fact that a lot of the time, the work that I'm doing right now in my role in my nine to five is it doesn't light me up. So what happens mm-hmm. is that by the end of the day, I'm drained. And then I, yep. it's like, oh, it's time to study human design because our program, like literally study every night just because we love it. But like, and I'm saying we, because I know you do that because it's like, oh yeah. my God, <laughs> like total side yeah, note. That's fine. Me and Gemma are literally across the world from each other. She's in Australia and I'm in Canada. And so it's like around 2 or 3 p.m. my time. I know she's waking up. And so we're like talking about human design. It's like really late at night for me. It's like her afternoon the next day. Yeah. So that's a thing. Anyways, so it gets to the evening and it's like time for me to like work on my business or study. And I'm like tired. And I'm like, I wonder how different it would be if I was just doing this during the day and I didn't have a nine to five. You know what I mean? Like I, there's so many things that I just wonder about, but also Mm -hmm. I know, again, like you just said, it's about trusting the order and like trusting, you know, the timing of everything as well. So, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely think about that. And it's like, it's long story short, it's a double-edged sword. It's like, yeah, there's no pressure, Mm -hmm. but then it's like, could there be more pressure? Should there be more pressure? You know what I mean? So yeah, love the should. I actually hate like that is the most hated word in my vocabulary at the moment. And every time I catch myself saying it, I'm like, no, don't. There is no should. Like who is this? Who is this mythical being who is the perfect embodiment of the human form who we all have to live up to? Like who's lived this perfect life? Who's saying that, you know, like we should do this, we should do that. Oh. It's the cause of so much angst and pain like in so my true. life and in everyone's life. But on what you were just saying, I don't have a side hustle or a, a side job. I'm fully in my business. And the one thing that I battle with daily is the agenda issue because I'm solely reliant on myself for the income I bring in and I've been experimenting like I was saying before about diversifying my income streams aka getting a job because I hate I hate saying getting a job but diversifying my income streams and I'm, I'm finding that it could be an interesting way to solve this challenge this challenge that I'm having of having having an agenda so every time like I sit down to write a blog or sit down to 
write some content or script out, you know, like a, a video that I'd be working on. In the back of my mind, I always have these like little niggling voices saying, okay, but what do you have to say to get, to get sales? What do you have to say to get people interested? Like, and I'm finding that it's just really changing my intention and changing basically how I'm going to show up because I want a certain result. I'm not doing it for the joy and the sake of doing it. So that's my perspective on the job. Yeah. And you know what? I love that you share this. I had a recent conversation. This, I don't, I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you see this until I'm going to say it. But mm-hmm. if you notice that in the realm of business and in the coaching industry, it's very much like this rat race to get to six figures or to get full time. It's like the faster you yeah. do it, the better it is. And that is literally just the corporate world bleeding into the entrepreneurial space. And so when you just gave this metaphor of disliking this word of should, like who is this perfect person to say that you should do this or should do that? Like who says that you should leave your job and just be in your coaching business and then it's like a shame to get another income stream. And one thing that I love was one of uh, one of the gals that I follow online. I've known her for two years now and she's doing incredible in her business. She's a projector. So she's so good at allowing herself to be supportive so she can show up. And yeah, she was telling me, she goes, yeah, like she's been full-time in her coaching business for a couple of years. And she goes, yeah, Kayla, I've actually applied for this position because it has benefits and it's relevant to like another business opportunity that I have in mind. And so it's going to be like another stable income stream. And it's also going to help, you know, my partner and getting coverage for, for health benefits and whatnot. And I was like, wow. I was like, you're doing it backwards. Like you left your quote job, (laughs) went into the coaching industry. And then now you're going to get a quote corporate job again to compliment what it is you're doing. And I was like, so refreshed because it just kind of broke the hierarchy for me. And I yeah. thought, this is so good. Like who says that you can't have a coaching business and a job? And that's something that I grapple with too. I'm like, Kayla, you're not full-time unless, you know, you have more money coming from your coaching job than, or your coaching business than your job, you know? And then it's like, yeah. well, Kayla, you have to be fully out. Like, even if I went part-time in my current role, which is what I'm going to be doing in the fall, you know, it's like, even if you go part-time, like you're still not full-time in your coaching business. Like these are the demons that I deal oh. with in my own head. And it's like, why? Like who, yeah. who says, you know, but that's like the real yeah. shit that I know people deal with that we don't talk about, you know? It is. And it's this assumption as well that I, that we're all on the same path to success and glory. Like success looks different for every, I can like, excuse my language, but for every single person. So for this for this friend of yours who's a projector and who's going back into back into uh, having a job, um, maybe that's what success looks like for her. Having the stability of the the income and the benefits, having somebody else worrying about a portion of her life, so that she can just unashamedly, unabashedly do what she loves for the pure joy of doing what she loves. That actually sounds like a dream to me. Like I don't know if you feel I don't know if you feel this, but Ever since I've started my own business, I've had like the financial uncertainty just looming over my head, like just trying, trying to escape it, trying to outrun it. So I can definitely see how having the stability of an employer taking care of a certain aspect of like, you know, 
your essential human needs, the epitome of success. But it's not portrayed like that in social media, in the media. You know, I wouldn't even think that people talk about it when they're catching up with their friends or their families for dinner, if they are a business owner, like the secret shameful thoughts of going back to the corporate world. Yeah. Can you imagine? (laughs) Oh my God. But it's so, it's so, it's so true. It's such a, it's like an all or nothing. Like it's so ironic Mm. that it's so Mm. all or nothing. When you go into the entrepreneurial space, like you should be full-time, you should be making, you know, six figures. You should be this, you should be that. You should do it all on your own. And then people, I see a lot of people online who don't openly share that they have a VA or they have this or they have that. And it's like, just share. Like, it's, oh, it's, it's okay. You know? And like, who says that you like, here's an example. There was a woman that she ran. I don't know how I was following her, but she was randomly popped up on my feed and her reel was like gained 17,000 followers in five months. Like that's what her reel was like on Instagram. And so I like looked at her post. And I commented and I said, I'm just curious, did you do this all on your own? Or did you have a VA help you like create content, schedule things, do engagement and so on? Cause like that's, yeah. that's huge, right? Like, I don't even have time mm-hmm. for that. And she's like, no, like I did it all on my own. Like, I wish I could have a VA. And I was like, okay, like that's what you say. But I just, mm-hmm. I just don't know if that's true because I, I only have right now, I have like 2000 followers and I have a VA that helps me. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, that's the thing is that it's going to look so different for every single person. But I think that, yeah, it's such a corporate thing to like, make it look like you're doing it all on your own, because that shows strength. You know what I mean? It's very like masculine energy. And that's what we were going to talk about this today, too. This is like masculine energy. Yeah. That is so true. And it is, it's just the corporate world in, it's like a sheep no, wait, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Like the corporate world masquerading as this like independent entrepreneurship when it's really just same, same, but different. Yeah. You're still trapped. <laughs> you're still trapped. It's a different kind of cage you're in. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I just think that when, one of the things that I really love about human design is the kind of permission that it gives each person mm-hmm in terms of looking at your energetic blueprint, it gets to be about energy, you know, like, for example, when I talked about me canning that entire launch in July, Mm -hmm. in a corporate lens, that's stupid. (laughs) You don't do that. You you follow through, you do do that, you show up, you get the leads, you sell, like you sell you whatever. And, uh, but instead, it was like, I honored my energy. I was like, this is a no in my sacral. I'm feeling drained. I'm not going to show up in, inte- in integrity. And I'm literally going to trust yeah. that. Right? Yeah. And I think that, that that touches on what you were saying about the masculine and feminine energies, like in a masculine structured corporate, well, not even corporate, in a masculine structured business, workplace, or hierarchy. It's not necessarily possible to make decisions based on your energy and and to flow and to not have that structure because you've got deadlines you've got targets to meet you've got you know all all of these yeah structures and formats that you need to abide by whereas with if you're embracing both energies within your business you can have that structure and you can have those plans and formats but you can also honor your energy if you're not feeling like this is going to be the best way forward for you and you can adapt and you can change and I think that's where the freedom is yeah 
100%. That's exactly where the freedom is. But it's so hard to get there, I think. Especially. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just unlearning. You know, like I didn't. Yeah. So I, I became a personal trainer in 2016 and I did it until 2019. And then 2019 is when I started my coaching business. And it's like when I became an entrepreneur as a personal trainer and I, I had the freedom with my schedule and, but then it was high risk, right? Like gaining clients, losing clients, sales and so on. Right. So there was that high risk factor, but when I had that taste of freedom of not having to give my availability for three months and have like only a week off, you know, or two weeks off a year, like when I didn't have to yeah. do that, I was like, Oh my God, like I want this life in my own realm with my own business. But then it's like, that is literally 29 years of learning, of programming from society, from corporate world, from friends, from family, from the, the world, period, that I now am unraveling in the last like three years of my life, two, three years. And yeah. it's like, you know, we were we were talking about this, this, how business, like growing your own business is the biggest personal growth journey that you'll ever be on. And you said yes. it so beautifully. You started going off before we hit record. And I was like, I need to hit record. <laughs> so let's yes. talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. So what I said was that your business is a vehicle for self-development. And I think that a lot of people, I'm assuming because, you know, I haven't shared this openly with like big wigs in the corporate world lately. I think that a lot of people would be like, no, Gemma, like a business is a business. It exists to make money. I'm doing it for a lifestyle. And yeah, for sure, those things are true as well. However, <laughs> 100% a vehicle for your personal development. And the reason I say this is because your business is an extension of you. So however you are showing up in the world, however, you are doing things and you know I'm a firm believer in the saying like how you do one thing is how you do everything so if you're a certain type of person in your personal life you are going to be the same type of person in your business life there might be some juxtaposition there might be some resistance because you want to be showing up as someone else but you're going to be showing up as the same person because you can't you can't escape that and it's just, it's it's going to highlight things that you didn't know about yourself. It's going to open up these giant chasms of learning and these gaps in between who you thought you were and who you actually are because all of a sudden, you know, you're going to be having to self-motivate. You're going to be having to do all these tasks that you didn't necessarily realise were part of being a business owner but are, you know, it's a test of your strength. It's a test of your resilience and you know, when you are tested, that's, that's when the truth is going to come out. And I mean, I know that that was definitely the case for me. So for my backstory, I, in March 2020, so last year I was made redundant, thanks to COVID, had a beautiful job in the, the travel industry, which is no longer here in Australia, unfortunately. And it was really unexpected and it was, it was horrible. I'm sure I know that a lot of people went through a very similar thing. And I was really lucky to have a girlfriend who had started her own business and who kind of took me under her wing and showed me the ropes and I started up my own business. The job market was also very, very poor at the time. And so I thought to myself, I'm like, this is going to be a really cool opportunity to make a lot of money, to, you know, to, to work two hours a day and you know, to do some cool stuff. 
And so she took me under her wing and little did I know she had a very defined Ajna. And I'm like you, I've got I've got an open head and undefined Ajna amongst and an open um, emotional solar plexus. So it was great. She's a great mentor and she's actually a very close friend of mine. She helped me start up this business and a marketing business and very structured, very, you know, setting goals, meeting goals, setting new goals, exceeding goals. It was just this constant push, this constant chase for like air quotes, success. And ah, I, I was try, I tried to trick myself into loving it like the whole time. So this from, from like about May, May 2020 until when did I sign human design? Mid-November 2020. So for all that time, it was just this constant push of trying to be this person in business that was just so out of sync with who I was. And I was at a very big disadvantage going in because I actually didn't know who I was to start with. So I was trying on all these different masks and costumes and at the end of it, it just all fell apart, literally all fell apart when I found human design. I haven't looked back. Have I found a more sustainable way to do business for myself? I think that's going to be a constant evolution. Oh, I think it's great what you're sharing. And honestly, it's so funny because I just feel like I can relate to you so much because 2020 was really challenging, obviously, for a lot of people, right? And that's when I transitioned mm-hmm. online. Like I got this this contract role, this nine to five that I'm doing. And I I think that I think that if anyone's listening, because we, we obviously share these same themes of doing work that we don't like doing and I think Mm -hmm. that's part of I think that's part of the the trap for generators where it's like we have the sustainable energy and then it gets unconsciously or consciously taken advantage of you know where it's like oh like you're a creative person like you've got drive you've got this energy like yes you'd be really good because again that's just kind of part of the rat race in the world of like do as much as you can all the time because Mm -hmm. that is equivalent to success right And I'm so thankful that online, you know, you really do see now a lot of people are just saying like, stop glorifying hustle and grind, like stop glorifying getting burnt out because you're trying so hard and there's nothing wrong with trying hard. But if you're, if you're trying so hard out of this realm of like scarcity and fear, you're not actually serving yourself or anyone else that you're doing work for or the clients that you're serving. And so basically what I'm saying is that like I mentioned earlier, like having this and what you said too, having the structure and just playing within it, that is where the freedom is. And it's like, sometimes we just have to know every single thing that we don't want to do before we know what it is that we want to do. Definitely. And also knowing that like, just because you've said you're going to do something, you know, the world's not going to fall apart if you don't do it. And yeah. I think there's a lot of, there's a really big misconception around like, you know, not being a, a woman of your word and not going through with what you said you'd do. But I actually think it's a really beautiful thing to see. And like, I really loved seeing you sharing around not doing your your launch and not following through with your launch because like that just gives other people permission to look at their lives and be like, okay, I've said I'm going to do all of these things. I don't want to do any of them. <laughs> and I don't have to because you're leading by example and you're sharing. And it's like with people who are trying so hard, trying so hard to make it work, share your failures. Yeah. You know, don't just share when it does work. Share, you know, you've been throwing all of this crap at the wall and it wasn't fulfilling or it wasn't, didn't 
meet your expectations or whatever happens. I think where the entrepreneurship world is heading is into that like hidden realm of the corporate world where everything is behind closed doors. Yes. Right. It's funny because Um, there's, there's someone in the, in the world right now, in the coaching world, I'm not going to say names, but they're launching one of their signature programs coming up. So I've seen they've got ads out, like they're doing a five-day live stream, like they're doing this whole thing. And last time they launched this program, they they made $1.8 million from the launch. And this was back in the spring of this year. And I was really, I'm excited for them to post because I know they'll do it. They will share how much they made from this launch. And when they post, I want to ask and I want to be like, can, I know you have a team. And it's like, I know that you paid for ads and there's all these things that you're paying for. Like if you made $1.8 million, like how much are you actually taking home? Once you've paid like yeah. the eight people on your team and you've been running ads all over the place for four weeks, like, and you're paying taxes, yeah. like how much do you actually take home? Like we want to know the truth, you know? And even yeah. still, like I'm starting to notice this pivot, like, thank God, you know, of coaches calling out other coaches or calling in coaches to shift their language where it's like I made x amount this month it's like okay how many people did you help did you help one person yes. make fifteen thousand dollars or did you have like did you help like 30 people because you did three different launches and or you did a workshop or something like how many people did you help like their transformation ultimately is priceless and we focus so much on the numbers and yeah I understand it's a measurable thing but there's just so much more depth available within having a business so true because you get to set the roles but also isn't isn't that just unmasking the agenda as well yes the agenda is the figures there's the five figures there's the six figures there's the seven figures the actual impact is I think the most accurate measure of whether you're being lit up by what you do and I think that I mean, we talk about it in the context of being generators and it's talked about in the context of being generators, but I think it applies to everyone, no matter what your type is. Like if you're not doing something for the joy of doing it, I mean, that's going to put you out of alignment. Yeah. Isn't that you operating from your not self? Yeah. I think it's a beautiful reminder and it's not just about being a sacral being and saying yes or no, you know, whether you could be splenic and you really are tapping into your intuition. You could be riding your emotions. Yeah. You could be self-projecting. You could be, you could be, you know, a reflector. Like there's so many different ways or like making decisions from your heart, your ego. Like what is it mm. that you desire? Like no matter what it is, if there's an agenda behind it, then it's not, it's not, it, it will, it will constrict the energy. Yes. And it will not be as expansive as what people want. That's what will happen. So true. It's going to dilute the potency of whatever you're doing. But there's so many good opportunities, you know, like we've shared, it's just, it's a navigation process, tapping into your authority and like really looking at how you can leverage human design, whether it's in your life, making decisions, going out with friends or like saying no to your dad crashing on your couch. Like it can literally <laughs> be used for the anything. things in life. <laughs> yeah, literally. So, you know, I think it's just being gentle with ourselves and reminding us that you are literally, when you, when you start that vehicle, of this personal growth journey in your business, you are, you know, erasing the tracks of decades of programming. And I think that that's worthy of compassion and empathy, right? Oh, wholeheartedly. And at the end of the day, 
are we going to go to the grave? And this is a bit morbid, but are we going to go to the grave being like, at least I ran my business perfectly. I did everything I should have. Or are you going to be looking back and being like, this is like, fuck, it was messy. I didn't play by the rules. I had fun. And this is the impact I had. Like, what are you going to remember more? What are you going to be more proud of? Yeah. Oh, that's such a good message. I love that. Okay. Well, you know what? I loved our conversation today. And I love that it was very like sacral generator based. And we obviously talked about human design as well, but it was just so good to like really sit in and resonate with someone that I feel so similar with, you know? So I want to thank you for hopping on here and having this conversation with me. And I would love, can you share with the audience where they can connect with you online? And I'll put that information in the show notes. Of course. So you can find me on Instagram at Gemma Harvey Co. And my website is www.gemmaharvey.co. That's where I live online. (laughs) So good. Thank you so much for coming on, Gemma. Thank you, Kayla. This is such a beautiful way to start my day, just like riffing on everything that we're so passionate about. And yeah, I love the work that you do. Keep doing it. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And I want to thank the listeners for tuning in today. And of course, if you listen, share this on social media, tag us and let us know what you learned. If you're a sacral being, we want to know if what we shared resonates with you as we experiment our way through life. So thank you for listening. And uh, we'll chat with you in the next episode. Bye.